In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. With Brian Katrick. He's been the talk of the course today with his huge drives. You know, here's a guy. It's early Sunday morning. The sun is coming up. I'm on the you heard the laughter seven. of Chris Mascaro. So why do you love Liv so much? I'll reach across and slap him. We fired Ross. Awesome. This court case doesn't matter. I didn't feel the need to acknowledge it. This guy can roll his rock. Big match coming up. I'm going to be Nina Caddy. What am I? You have circled an area of interest. Oh, and that's not right. Golf requires goofy pants and a fat ass. I'd be expecting a lawsuit. You know, you don't deserve any credit hitting the ball with that swing of yours. Try to hit one with my swing. I'm catching on the ball, right? Moving my head. I'm laying it off. Well, that too. I'm pronating. It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole. Save me. This is a waste of everybody's time. And we welcome you to the program. Happy Sunday morning to you. And in this case, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. It is the golf show on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. We have a couple of fathers in studio uh, joining us from the Battery in Atlanta. It is Chris Mascaro from the Next on the T podcast, formerly of the I Love Live and a You Love Live, Live Love. <laughs> but now, and now you of- will, too. Now we're out of business, so I don't have that podcast anymore podcast, but you can hear him talk about it on the next on the T, the award-winning next on the T podcast. Good morning, Chris, and happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to you, BK. And you know, now that we're all in a Live Owns the World tour, it's going to be a lot of fun today. And careful now. I mean, you've got to, the, the, the word credibility is going to come up in the second segment after we wait. discuss can't after wait. we discuss the U.S. Open. Uh, J.R. Ross, PGA professional, teaching professional at the Dogwood Golf Club, is also here. Team Ross Golf. Happy Father's Day to you, J.R. BK, happy Father's Day to you all the way out in L.A. And God, please bless me this morning. I'm sitting across from that guy. (laughs) You're not here to help me. I got the striped jersey on and the yellow flag. I'm ready to start throwing penalties on him. (laughs) Well, I'm I'm glad everybody's having a blast. I'm ready to talk about the U.S. Open. We will talk about the uh, the news of two weeks ago and what reaction there was to it coming up here in a little bit. Chris is all fired up. Chris oh, feels he's... like his his side won. First <laughs> yes. of all, not sure how that became his side. It's not my side, De- but definitely I, not sure how. Win. Definitely not sure how anyone thinks they won. But can't wait to hear this. Uh, I'm staring at the Hollywood sign. Now, I can barely see it. And I'm getting a bunch of texts, which is very nice. Uh, 
It is, uh, I'm staying in the Hollywood Hills. I can see the Hollywood sign. First time in my life I've actually seen the Hollywood sign. I can see it out my hotel room door, the reason, or hotel room window. reason why I can't see it very well is the marine lair is sitting upon us right now. This is, this is a day that is starting looking like Thursday with the, with the June gloom and the cloud cover and, and in this case, moisture in the air here at the U.S. Open, the L.A. Country Club. Yesterday started just like this. And by the time they started hitting golf shots down at the L.A. Country Club, it had burned off. So we'll see if that's what happens. If it burns off in the next hour, I'll let you know. But a beautiful trip here out to Los Angeles, staying in Hollywood. The event is seven miles from here down in uh, in Beverly Hills. It is, you know, it's all the beautiful people, guys. I mean, this is this is the spot. I, I get it. You know, it's the the traffic's a, it's seven point seven miles, and it takes thirty minutes every single day to go down there. It's kind of like riding uh, around two eighty five, then. <laughs> yeah. So the L A traffic is clearly not a joke. It's it's been a factor. I'm expecting the same thing on a Sunday. It has not wavered. Uh, I mean. Uh, there are people that have run the Peachtree Road Race. That's 6.2 miles, and, and they're running it right around that amount of time. You think <laughs> I could run it? Uh, yep, probably could. Uh, but it's part of the deal, and we're having a blast out here. How are the L.A. fans? Are, we, are people showing? Is this a Dodger game where they're, they're showing up in the, on the seventh hole and going home on 15? They look subdued on television. Yeah, so I uh, thought it was interesting that uh, the that they said limited ticket sales this week. They were down, I think, 22,000 right. tickets. Uh, by comparison, the Tour Championship at Eastlake had traditionally, I don't know where they are right now. Uh, we actually got to probably start talking about that. I believe the call for volunteers at the Tour Championship just went out this week. So if you're interested in volunteering, uh, reach out to them, tourchampionship.com. We actually, we'll just get. We'll just start talking about it probably next week. We'll get somebody on here, make sure everybody's covered. But they've limited it to 20000 at Eastlake. Now, that piece of property is smaller than this piece of property, but not by much. Uh, Santa Monica Boulevard runs right through, or Wilshire Boulevard runs right through the middle of, between the two courses, but we're only playing the north course, and we only have people on the north course. You walk in through the south course, they put a big spectator bridge. Um, so we're dealing with a piece of property that's not much bigger than East Lake. Um, but yeah, it doesn't, I, I can see where it doesn't look like there's as many people. Um, this is a hillier walk than it, it's a tough walk. That, that barranca, that ditch, a barranca is just a wide ditch that has growth in it. <laughs> I, I to look up the, look up the word and why you keep hearing it. But these ditches are big. I mean, like you can walk through it and people do, but it's a tough walk. So, you know, you just want to get over there to that closing stretch, really, and just kind of gather around number one and number nine and number 18. And that's what they're doing. There's not as many folks making the walks out to the fifth green and out to the 13th green and the 14th tee, the longer walks. They're not coming out there. Uh, but I tell you, that hillside at six, it's packed. And and it's not only packed. It's Everybody's kind of it's, – it's like a big picnic. They're all sitting down. Because they've got a stadium seat to watch that par four, the drivable par four. So, uh, I just depends on where you look. I think with the cameras, but they did say limited tickets, twenty two thousand people. Yeah, it looks like even Brian on television. You know, the, the the corporate stands, they don't look really full in there either. I mean, but again, we're not getting the view that you're seeing. Are they are they filled? 
Uh, you know, I honestly have not looked up into the grandstands. Every time, you know, it feels like there's people up there. Okay. Uh, I'm dealing more with the rope line, and I can tell you that, that around, along the rope line, it's absolutely packed. Wow. Uh, okay. So, so yeah. But I, I could definitely, I mean, it, look, the roar moments have been roars. Uh, I, I heard grumblings that it doesn't look like there's anybody there. And I could see that. I could definitely see how there are fewer folks. I mean, the last time I walked at a golf tournament was was Tiger and Brooks battling it out at the PGA Championship at Bell Reeve, and that was 10 deep everywhere. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't so, seem like the energy level is even there, though, in the people. I mean, but you're there, so you're feeling it. But on TV, they certainly haven't given the aspect that the energy level is really high. Yeah, well, it's a chill crowd, no, Jr. I think I think there's, okay. you know, it's definitely uh, maybe medically in for uh, chemically influenced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you're in the right spot for that too. <laughs> it's a chilled crowd, and and again the. It's hard to see walking the golf course. I've been I've been fortunate enough to you know been on the golf course as an on course reporter, working and walking this week. Had the last group yesterday. I'm going to have the last group today. Uh, so really, you know, I'm not looking up into the grandstands. Sure. Doesn't it just doesn't come up? I am dealing with the rope line. Okay. Uh, and you know there there's no there's no gaps in the rope line. Every once in a while, I'll want to duck underneath. I'm cognizant of trying not to stand in front of people. Because I, you know, hate doing that. Uh, it's impossible to avoid. So, you know, but but it's always in the back of my mind. And every shot I called, I was standing in front of somebody. So that's it's not a great barometer of what you're saying. I definitely, I, I'm sure. Yeah, the, it's a the crowd's subdued at times. Mm-hmm. But again, every time a ball goes in, they're making plenty of noise. It's it sounds the way it's supposed to sound okay. when the ball goes in. I, I don't know about in between shots. So it's not like uh, during the COVID years with with nobody, nobody, yeah, no fans. <laughs> Yeah, we had plenty of those. Okay, good. Um, yeah, no, no, it's it's not like that. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's plenty of folks here. And then, you know, it's also a tough sell to me because then logistically, as I mentioned, the main entrance, they come in and out off the south course. There's another course they can use here for access. Well, that's also where the TV compound is. So when the, everyone else is leaving uh, to go across Wilshire there, uh, I'm leaving trying to go the exact same direction. So we get this big old bottleneck. There's one pedestrian bridge that they built over the top of the road, and there are two tunnels that the club has always had uh, to go from one course to the other. And one of them's on the, uh, you know, on the west side of, of the property, one of them's on the east side of the property. Well, we're using the one on the east side of the property. Well, these are, these are tunnels that were built in the 1920s or 1930s. First of all, they're a person and a half wide. You can't walk shoulder to shoulder through these tunnels. Oh, uh, wow, that's it, great. <laughs> yeah, um, the, you cannot fit a golf cart through the tunnel. So I don't know how they get a golf cart through the tunnel. I don't know what they do to get the lawnmowers down there. Uh, if there's a spot where they just go over the top of the road, and I, I don't know how they do it. But walking through these little tunnels, and uh, uh, but getting to the tunnel is is a quite a, quite a challenge. So what's, so, your, what's your perspective, Brian, on, on the course itself? I mean, we've heard some guys talk about, ah, this doesn't feel like a U.S. Open golf course or a layout. Um, we, we've seen wider fairways, and I think we're used to seeing it at U.S. Open. What's your take on, on the course setup, and, and what's it like for you? Because you are out there making that walk. You get a better sense than the rest of us for what the topography is like. Yeah, it feels like a U.S. Open to me. I mean, we had 
we had eight under par lead on Thursday, and we, you know, we'll come back to that here in a second. But we, so the lead on Thursday has only moved two shots. Eight under par led on Thursday, ten under par leads going into Sunday, and ten under par is going to win. Uh, eight under par might still win. So, and in that regard, the fast start scoring that then backs up, you know, your your first round lead being your your final round total. We saw it at the PGA Championship. We see it at U.S. Opens all the time. I mean, that's that's kind of what we're working on here. That number so, just seemed the first round number seemed low, and I don't know. I, I my conspiracy theorist is: Do you think the USGA had a little bit of that in mind to sell their changing of the golf ball? Saying, look, uh, if, if, if we had a different ball, it wouldn't travel as far, so maybe they wouldn't have shot 62s? The ball was thinnier? Uh, yeah, no. Okay. Um, it doesn't hurt their feelings because, actually, the ball's going to go farther today than it did on Thursday. Okay. Um, the golf right. course was softer on Thursday. Uh, so you had these wide fairways, and that was supposed to be because you wanted – to guys to try to play to angles because these greens okay. are very narrow and every single one of them has some sort of little angle to it. Uh, the first hole, for example, uh, it runs away from front right to back left and it actually it, it moves that way and the slope goes that way. So you want to be over on the right-hand side of the fairway. Now, the, the fairway at number one is a par five. Fairway at number one is very wide, but you want to be over there so that you can play down the slope, especially because we're talking about a shot coming in from close to 300 yards. Uh, that was that was on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Now what happened is, uh, and on Thursday it was soft, but they didn't have to use the they didn't have to bounce it on to get it to stay on the green. They were able to fly it on and it would stay on the green on the soft Thursday. Correct. As you got through Friday and then yesterday, it got so firm that you had to land it short. Even Rory, what did he hit it? He hit it 380 something off the tee. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's hitting. I think I think he hit nine iron to the green to a par five. Yeah, that's uh, that seems about right. Yes. Yeah, but even that ball had to land on the front third of the green, and it rolled out fifty feet. You know, he's planning for fifty feet of bounce and roll on a nine iron. Look at yesterday. Look at the fifteenth hole, shortest hole in U.S. Open history, yes. eighty-one yards. Yes. Uh, the distance. I, I don't know where my yardage book is, but the distance from the front to the back where they were landing that ball was about twelve steps. And the flag's in the middle of it. Yeah, it didn't look very big on television, I can tell you that. And they couldn't aim at it. So from 81 yards off a tee, they could not find a way to stop the ball within 12 steps. So they were aiming 10, 15 feet left where you had 15 steps of green to work with. Any idea Uh where the pin might be on that hole today in your mind? Uh, first of all, there are no pins out there. <laughs> Flag stick. I'm sorry. The whole, the whole. Okay, the, the whole. I know there's no abbreviations. There's no wind swirling. Where? What's the whole location in your mind today on 15? Uh, they. I think they put it out. I don't know. There. Okay. I bet you Twitter has it. Okay. For some reason, that's find it. That going. is. That is uh, golf Twitter's favorite thing. Uh, is everybody tweets the whole locations as if anybody has any idea what they're looking at. Yeah, but, exactly. uh, <laughs> but I mean, it's not going to be over on the right because they're going to back it up. Yes. There is a, there's kind of a back center little finger that I would imagine 
they could put it in. The funny thing is the farther left you go, which they really haven't used yet, uh-huh. uh, you then you're aiming at and you bring into play. That slope, the ridge? It, no, the 11th or the 16th tee. Oh, okay. It's, it's up there. They've, they've used 11 and 16. They've flip-flopped that tee, but there's a teeing ground right up there. Okay. And it can either be for the par 3 11th or the par 4 16th. Uh, and so you actually could endanger people. Uh, who was it? Tom Kim hit... Um, hit Keith Mitchell yesterday. He bounced the ball over the back of 14, and it bounced and hit Keith Mitchell in the leg. It or looks, maybe Keith Mitchell. Yeah, it does Keith look may have tight. hit Tom Kim. It does look tight in <laughs> spots. You can see that, yes. Yeah, somebody hit somebody yesterday. Yeah, there's there's a lot of... Uh, yeah, there, there's a lot of tightness. Uh, that conglomeration over there, after the drivable sixth, right behind the drivable sixth, the seventh tee is right above it. I mean, you're, you're 15 steps directly above the sixth green. Then you play to the seventh, and just to the left of seven is the fifth tee and the eighth tee, and just over that hill is the fourth green. There's just lots of spots where you have a lot of of human beings, and you can have a lot of shots being played at the same time. And it's funny to watch these tour players with their heads on a swivel uh, they realize it, you know, they'll, they'll okay, well, he points over here. Okay, we're going to hit this putt over here at, at four. Then we're going to hit the tee shot at the eight, eight. Then we're going to hit a putt at seven. Then we're going to hit the tee shot at five. Then we're going to hit the next putt at four. And they all just figure it out. And I don't know how they figure it out, but they're, uh, they, do, they do this for a living. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty it, well, too. Is it is yeah. seven that looks like the, the seven tee box looks like it's in the middle of a fairway somewhere? Seven T is actually it's right behind the sixth green. We just covered that, Adam. Adam Crooks, Happy Father's Day to you. Yeah, yes. Andy is good God. Yes, yeah. Seven T is right behind the sixth green. I mean, it's right behind it. By the way, I've gotten at least one text with the whole locations. <laughs> uh, and fifteen is in that little back right finger. Uh, okay. So it's actually the same line that they took yesterday. At 81 yards, it's going to play 140, would be my guess today. Uh, it'd be the same line, but now if you come up short, there's actually a back right bunker it could go in. Uh, so you, once again, they're going to play 15 feet left of it. And uh, and it's funny. you got this 140-yard shot. It's what I'm guessing it's going to be. And they can't aim at it. Yesterday it was 81 yards. They could not aim at it because the greens were so firm. So that's what they want, you know, and – I don't think that does anything for the golf ball debate, Jr. In okay. answer to your, yeah, your no, conspiracy theory, I'm glad. Uh, I'm, I'm glad. Yeah, I mean, I wanted uh, I wanted your thoughts on that. Yeah, they're going to do what they want to do with the golf ball. If the PGA Tour plays that rule, if the tour plays that rule, they're going to use that rule. And if the tour doesn't play that rule, then they're not going to use that rule. That's it. That's the the end of the story on that. I told you the court case didn't matter. Told you that it's in, it's in the open of the show. It's, uh, it's never better golf. when you can debunk a conspiracy theory with fact. Yeah, I, I like. I it. can do it in one line. I like. In it. this case, it was two lines. Uh, I like. If it. the tour plays it, they're going to use it. If the tour doesn't play it, the rule doesn't exist. I love it. Um, but they will point at some things here. I mean, they will point at well, however long number one is. It's close to six hundred yards, and Rory hit a nine iron to it. They will point at that. That you cannot look at distance over the years and say that it's it's not a problem. Uh, if you're a ball manufacturer, you can and you have, but you're just wrong about it. So, you know, if if you're teaching the game today, the most important skill in the game is hitting distance by far. Definitely. 
And that's not supposed to be the case. It's supposed to be important. It's not supposed to be the most important. I would agree. Everybody stands on a driving range tee box now with a swing monitor, launch monitor, as we know one real well. And uh, But they, uh, look at their numbers. How far did I hit it? What was my ball speed? I mean, yeah, yeah it's and not it's a, fun. It, it is. I mean, but you're right. There's a better, bigger and better part of the game that's being lost. And, and I've come a little full circle. I told Chris the one day I don't think you were on the show – because I was kind of an adamant, don't change, the, don't let the ball change happen. I, I kind of agree with you guys now. I've gone full circle on it. I'm agreeing, but you, you guys both, there should be a limit on it now. I've come full circle on that. Yeah, the only reason that matters this week is that this is the governing body that's going to put that out there. Right. This right. That's why I wondered that. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So the other question is going to be, as we talk about the golf course, do you think a U.S. Open or a major comes back to LACC at some point? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, yes. But, you know, but we're talking about, I think the next open date is 31, and I don't think they'll get that one. I'm not sure that they want that one. Uh, there, there's there's talk about this membership, and is it snooty? Uh, I don't know. You know. I've only met one member this week that I know of. Uh, maybe the rest of them are too good to talk to me. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Um, the one, the one member, uh, the one member that I met was was just very positive and outgoing and fun. And uh, we, the, you know, she actually works for Pandora, so we, she was at one of our team events. And, you know, we, it was a group discussion and everything, any anything but snooty. So total goofball. Uh, I wouldn't say that. Who's the most <laughs> recognized celebrity that you've seen in the gallery? Wow. That's such a good question. I haven't seen Hideki one. Hideki Matsuyama. So, <laughs> no. yeah. I haven't seen one. Okay. Um, but that who have you seen? I mean, again, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not in that. I'm not in that world, so I don't know any. But I mean, I'm just being out there. They had Stafford on TV, okay. and I saw Blake Griffin, but not too too okay. many. Yeah, I saw Stafford in an interview. Yeah, I saw. You know, I saw him in, being interviewed about it, but yeah, I just wondered if you've seen anybody just kind of meandering around. Uh, Andy Buckley is here. He is. Uh, he was David Wallace on The Office. Um, I, I happen to know that he's here, so I think he's been taking some pictures with folks. He was also. I know he was here because he played last week in Greenville. On the Corn Ferry Tour is one of the celebrities, and he was taking a billion pictures. Um, but I didn't – that's that's one thing I haven't seen. Again, I haven't been looking out there. Right. But one thing I haven't seen, if Matthew Stafford was at any other event somewhere else, I think you'd, you'd have a whole lot of selfies going on, you know, right. or ussies. That's what he said in Ted Lasso. It's an ussie. <laughs> no, like, there too. <laughs> like no Magic Johnson or LeBron or none of that. I haven't seen them, and a lot of times, you know, you're not going to see it, and what's going to draw your eye to it is that there's a big group of people. Right. Well, this is not the type of group that would form that big group of people. They would just kind of give Magic the head nod, I would think. Yes. Uh, Well, well, rumor has it that Brian Katrick's a celebrity player on tour nowadays, so, I mean, I can't can't imagine there aren't ussies every time you walk by. But he would have to go in third person to to (laughs) acknowledge that, you know, that he saw Brian. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why I think they treat the celebrities so cool here, is because they've been pretty cool to me. There you <laughs> go. There you go. There you go. Nobody's, they're acting like I'm there you nobody, have it. so they must be treating Wayne Gretzky like that. <laughs> yep, you're getting the Gretzky treatment. Yeah, that I can see. Uh, 
Wyndham Clark, Ricky Fowler share the lead. Clark birdies the last hole. Fowler three putts the last hole in the darkness. Um, real quick before the break, this is one of those. There's just so much. I'm getting old and jaded and bitter now in my old age, and I'm loving it too. Uh, <laughs> Me too. This is this is one of the tiredest takes in golf. Oh, the cameras make it look brighter than it is. It was dark out there. Uh, I was standing there. We wouldn't have played. Right. It was dark out there. Jr. Uh, Chris, I haven't seen you putt yet, but I'd have given you the one that Ricky missed uh, simply because it was too hard. You know, it was too dark. Yes. Now, what happens if Ricky says, I can't see? All right, well, they would have said, All right, you don't have to hit it. You can come back tomorrow morning. And he would have been back there right about now making that putt. And he would have probably still been 11 under par. He'd be leading by one over Wyndham Clark. The Interestingly enough, the pairings would not have changed. His tee time would not have changed. Tee time is now 240. So he'd have been doing that now. It's it's 630 in the morning out here. So he would have had to come back to hit that putt, then gets to leave, and we'll see it, you know, we'll see in the afternoon. Uh Look, he's a professional. You're trying to win a major championship. He wishes he did that. Sure. NBC, NBC does not wish he did that. The USGA does not wish he did that. I have no idea how the spectators felt about it. As long as I didn't have to go in to watch it, I <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as long as you didn't have to cover it. <laughs> Could you imagine that phone call? Hey, guys, I'm going to miss the show. I have to go back to watch Ricky hit a three-footer. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a good one. <laughs> but he should have done it because it was, here's how dark it was. Uh, it was dark enough to where the big, the big leader, leaderboards there, when they changed from one page to the next, one of the pages had a, a lot of blue writing on it, but then the other page that they had, there were about two or three they were rotating through, uh, had a lot of white writing on it. And when they went to the white page, it you could literally see it flash on the ball. It, wow. If that happened... Wow. Yeah, wow. and I'm not saying that that happened during his stroke. It didn't. I didn't notice it, but it was dark enough to where you would actually have wanted to wait for the leaderboard to change to the white page because it was brighter under the whites. And it reminds me of when Rory won at uh, at Valhalla. We had the same thing. Had that leaderboard not been so bright by the green, I don't think they could have finished that PGA championship. I didn't see it. Were you, Brian? Were you at? Firestone when Tiger won the year in the playoff and it was really really dark there. Were you I there was. Then? This was darker. Uh, so Tiger's was darker than this. But remember, okay. Tiger had like an eight shot lead. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't as relevant. But and yeah. and Hal Sutton, who was in the group, also I'm pretty sure Hal Sutton was the other guy in the group. Hal was like four clear of third. Uh, yes, so he was. Really. Yeah. Nothing was going to happen. Hal wasn't going to catch Tiger, and nobody was going to catch Hal. And uh, so they just they what, just said what? Have they given any reason why they've why they're teeing, why they teed off so late yesterday? I didn't see any of the finger pointing, but I mean the USGA would have thought they could have pulled it off, and NBC would have encouraged them to do so. You know, you want primetime golf on the East Coast, right? Uh, I don't need. I don't think you need to finish it. Uh, what were we? We finished at eight twenty here. You know, yes. I don't think you need a golf tournament to finish after 11 p.m. That's fine. Yes. <laughs> That's what, well, well, Chris and I were discussing that before the show, right. and we bo- both had the same agreement on that. That's just, I didn't get that. But All right, we'll come back, talk more about the U.S. Open as we continue. Uh, the big news two weeks ago was the uh, the Alliance 
between the PGA Tour, the partnership between the PGA Tour and the Public Investment Fund. Chris Mascaro has an entire podcast dedicated to it. He doesn't see it that way, and he's got... He's got sound that we're going to hear about it. I can tell you it wasn't a big talk this week. Nobody's talking about it here this week, which is refreshing. Uh, maybe they're all stuck in traffic. And that's definitely <laughs> that, that is more of a possibility than it should be. But we'll talk about it next on this Father's Day edition, U.S. Open Sunday, the golf show, live from Los Angeles on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. And now it's time for Who's Driving? Brought to you by Ray Judice. If you're facing DUI charges, you need a DUI lawyer who will step up to the T for you. Call Ray Cell at 404-964-4185 to schedule an appointment. Well, everybody's driving because nobody walks in L.A. Nobody walks in L.A. Uh, it is... Gorgeous. Obviously, driving distance. We touched on that already. We're going to talk about uh, driving, uh, and and you know, we got a drivable par four that these guys aren't having to even hit driver in order to get to. But it's not about that. I have finally found. I've had a question my entire driving career because you know I don't drive defensively. I drive offensively, and I wondered how would it be if everybody drove like me. Well, I found out they're all here in Los Angeles. <laughs> Uh, Ray Judice, if ever the funds start to drive uh, dry up in Atlanta, I actually think Ray has spent some time out here. Uh, you got a future out here, my man, because these folks are crazy. Uh, that's who's driving. Brought to you by Ray Judice. Uh, they take their little baby, little toy, little Priuses, and they stick them in every possible crack of pavement they could possibly find. And they do it at decent rates of speed. Uh, some of them use their blinkers. Some of them don't. Uh, if you are a nervous driver, this is not your city. <laughs> <laughs> You know, New York City. You guys, I don't know. Have either been? Have you, either of you guys spent any time out here? I've not spent. I've, I've been there, but not spent any time. I spent time in New York City. Yeah. Same. Okay. New York City's gridlock. You know, see, right. that's a different thing, and you right. guys have all seen that. You know, you don't want to drive there because people are walking into your cars and they're beating on them. And uh, but out here, it's happening at about forty miles an hour. You know, imagine <laughs> New York City. At 40 miles an hour. New York happens at one mile an hour. Right, right. That'd be crazy. Yeah, that's great. That's a good perspective. That's wow. Yeah, and that's why. They also have crosswalks here. So you get the – it's a four-way intersection. They have a crosswalk that goes across all four, and then they have one that goes right through the middle. It's do a people have the right-of-way? Do walkers and people have the right-of-way, or, or is well, it fed for right yourself you're on your own? Yeah, it's a hidden camera prank. They're just like, right, let's see who tries this one. Uh, no, they stop all four directions of traffic, and they just let the people walk right, right through up. the middle of the intersection. And I'm like, how impatient do you have to be? I should have just gone over there and over there. Why do we need 30 seconds where all of the cars are stopped? That's dummy? why it takes 30 minutes to go seven That's miles. Crazy. Dummy. Yes. Dummy? <laughs> yes. Crazy. All right. All right. Uh, the big story last week was the partnership between the PGA Tour and the Saudi Public Investment Fund. We talked all about it, but Chris Mascaro was not here. He was out accepting awards for his award-winning 
Next on the T podcast. He was not accepting any awards for that other garbage that we actually made up because uh, Thank you for golf clarifying out, that. Yes. Live so why golf do you love went Liv out of so business. Much? Live golf went out of business last week. And it did? Uh, you, that that's not what you heard though. Tell everybody what you heard. It was two weeks ago, but was it last whatever, you know what it was. Yes, it we was know not what it was. It's two weeks right, ago yes, Tuesday. So, so what yeah, thank you for that. What what is it that you heard? How do you because you feel like your side won, which is awesome. How what, what do you think about all this? So so first of all, I, no 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 nobody won, and it's not my side, and I don't think anybody <laughs> won because we all lost. But and the idea that Live Golf somehow is going away is is a hundred percent not what was said. So you got to listen to the whole interview, and we've got a soundbite we'll play in a minute. But I mean, Yasser Aramayan during that CNBC interview said, "I mean, and I'm quoting here: We will have Live and the PGA Tour in addition to all of our other assets, and we'll be investing in the growth of the game of golf, which is another thing that we poked fun at everybody about when they." Talked about how we're going to have growth of the game of golf and how ridiculous that this would grow the game of golf. So, but he said that, and they're going to be doing many other things. And I think I will have, we will have better engagement from the players, the fans, the broadcasters, the sponsors, and everyone else. And Jay, sitting right along next to him, is shaking his head. So, after making that statement, he goes on to say, "And Colin, play the play the last one without uh, yes or our mind." We will create uh, the board. The board will be, the majority will be from the PGA Tour. I'll be chairman. Jay will be the CEO of the new company. The idea is to keep everything independent, but strategically, they're all aligned. So the idea that we have, instead of uh, competing, we're going to be complementing and to look for additional venues. And that's where the, the PIF investments, capital investments will come in. So we will be keeping things independent but strategically aligned. That doesn't mean Liv is going anywhere. That means we're going to keep them independent, strategically aligned. And then Monaghan would go on to say, talking about opportunities to be more efficient in the schedules, and they'll look for opportunities to do things. So to me, that doesn't have a death knell for what Liv is. And we heard DJ this week talk about how he talked to the, the folks over at Liv, and they're going to have a 2024 schedule, and, and away we'll go. So... The idea that this is, you know, out of business is not accurate. That's not what he said. So I don't know where anyone would get the idea that Liv is going to go out of business. And then in Rory's press conference, we talk about team golf. And will there be team golf next year in some, in some fashion? And Rory talked about this, about team elements. Going forward, I hope that there's, you know, there may be a team element and you're going to see maybe me, maybe whoever else play in some sort of team golf, but I don't think it'll look anything like Liv has looked. And I think that's a good thing. And Jay Monahan would go on to talk about how there will be team golf next year in some fashion. And that's not the technology to Rory and what Tiger are doing. It's talking about actual team golf. And where will that be? Maybe that's somewhere over in, you know, the, in Europe and, and other parts of the world, and it doesn't have to be what happens here on the PGA Tour, but he addressed that, and he specifically talked about how one of the things that Liv did for golf was bring new technologies in there, and it introduced team golf. So the idea that there won't be Liv and there won't be team golf in, in a similar fashion is also not accurate. Um, Alan Shipnuck did a, in an article that got picked up widely around within Golf Digest and the New York Post and all of that sort of thing. And he actually talks about how the guys that went over to live are going to get paid coming and going. 
because they, they have a, a stake ownership in, in their teams, and those team valuations are going to about to go through the roof when it gets in, in, uh, inducted into the PGA Tour. So those guys are going to get paid going to live and then coming back from live. So there, there's a lot of other things, and we don't have to go through all of this stuff and spend an entire segment on this stuff. But the, the idea that this is a loss for Liv, and let's, let's be honest now, we, he said that Jay Monahan is going to be the CEO and he's going to be the chairman of the board, yes, or our mind, will be the chairman of the board of whatever this new entity becomes. You know who the CEO reports to? He reports to the chairman of the board. So we got to be honest and hear the whole thing and not what we want to hear with respect to all of this. And then, you know, there's a whole other piece we could get into about the hypocrisy and where this all went wrong and and where Jay lied to all of us, including the families of 9-11 and all that sort of stuff. And you talk about a minute ago about where, you know, the, the injection of money and the position that he has put the PGA Tour players who didn't take it and didn't go. And now he's putting them in position of having a moral issue to have to try to deal with because a lot of money that's going to get injected into the PGA Tour next year is going to come from the PIF. Those guys didn't leave because they had an issue. And now he's going to make them take the money because there's nowhere else for these guys to go. I mean, I got, I got a lot of problems with all of this that went down. I know we all do. But, boy, to think that any of us won in this is, is wrong. We certainly didn't win. The players didn't win. What, who won? And, Brian, I, I give you credit. There's a couple of places where you were right. You were right in, A, Sergio Garcia is going to be playing in the Ryder Cup. There's no question in my mind. Sergio <laughs> Garcia Sergio, is playing in the Ryder Cup. Yes. And, uh, and the other piece is, is you know, around this, this money deal. I mean, so. Well, the PGA Tour hasn't taken any money from the PIF. PGA Tour may not take any money from the PIF. How do I know that? Because Jimmy Dunn, who was actually in the room for the deal, said that. Uh, you're right about the CEO versus the uh, chairman of the board situation, but we actually don't know who's going to be the CEO anymore because Jay Monahan kind of upstaged all this news with uh, with his medical situation and has taken at least a leave of absence. So I don't know who's going to fill that role. But according to Jimmy Dunn, who we talked about last week on the show, uh, this passes the Jimmy Dunn test, and he's fine with it. And if Jimmy Dunn's fine with it, I'm fine with it. Rory McIlroy said it was good for the game of golf. If you're a fan, you're going to get to see the best players in the world playing together 10 to 15 times next year in 72-hole stroke play events with cuts. Uh, just like we're watching this week and enjoying this week, uh, there's a whole lot of folks. Uh, most of those folks apparently just aren't on Twitter that think this is a very good thing. We all have questions. If you don't address human rights issues, then this isn't a good deal. If you don't address 9-11, this isn't a good deal. If you don't address Rory and all the guys that stayed, this isn't a good deal. I just trust that they're going to because Jimmy Dunn said they were going to. So I'm going to wait and let them do this you know, or, or not do this. We've got plenty of time. We're not going to hear any more about this, by the way, until – at least the fall, as far as details. So we could, we could have a whole other bitch session about this in the middle of football season when football fans aren't watching. But we're not going to know anything until then. When, it's just the way it is. BK, when do you think we might hear something about Jay Monahan's health condition and maybe no moving idea. forward? Yeah, has there been any yeah. talk about that? 
out there. Yeah, there's, there's, that's been the rumor out here uh, is, is the fact that nobody has any idea. It's, it's funny. Uh, that was the story last week was uh, how little about this deal anybody knew and everybody as hard as it was to wait, you're waiting to hear. Right, I'm going to be really mad if this happens. So most folks just jumped off that cliff last week, and now they've realized that you know there was no reason to jump off either direction. This could be a great deal, it could be a bad deal. Uh, I talked to multiple Hall of Famers this week about uh, about that topic. Nobody knows anything about Jay. Everybody's wishing Jay the best. I know woke golf Twitter isn't wishing Jay the best, uh, but that's just man that that is, it's worth what you pay for it. Uh, I'm personally wishing Jay the best. Don't know what his medical situation was. I'll tell you, that's a, that's a strange way to word a press release. I've never seen one where they said a <laughs> medical situation. Yes, yes. Pretty Dad. sure that wasn't a medical person that wrote about the medical situation. <laughs> I don't, yeah, know, what, I don't just, know what that is. Yeah, the, ti- the timeliness of that just kind of you know feeds into the whole situation. Sure, and then you know the guys that you know are, are taking over in the interim – Said and, and on the golf channel, they hadn't spoken to him. Right. Didn't know what it well, was, it, hadn't spoken to him. Well, why do you have to name an interim coach? You know, a medical situation. You think, well, he could have just twisted his ankle and he's not going to be at the U.S. Open. Well, Correct. then you don't say, here's who's running the tour in the interim. So I don't, that, I'm, I'm afraid for that situation. Honestly, the naming of Tyler Dennis and, uh, and Ron Price, not Dogwoods Ron Price, <laughs> although they, they could do worse. They could. <laughs> Uh, they could do worse. That guy could run a nice tour. He could. Uh, the fact that they named two guys that are going to be running the day-to-day operations kind of sounds some alarms in my book. Agreed. Uh, yes, yeah. that's where I'm at. And and then look, if 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 it's if it's health scene X, just tell us he had this. He had a heart attack. Tell us. Yeah, that's what kind of doesn't smell. Gets past the smell factor for me. It just doesn't smell right. Yeah. So, but. Everybody's taking a wait and see attitude. Nobody knows. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, all right, Chris, we have to move on because <laughs> we do. I got three more pages worth of stuff. Yes, he, he literally does. <laughs> I know. Uh, Jimmy Dunn, who was in the room, said Jay Monahan will control whether there is a live in 2024. Uh, well. Apparently somebody else may be making that decision, but uh, in in theory, you know that he's talking about the CEO making that decision. Uh, this you know, Jay Monahan's health situation throws a lot of this, you know, a lot of this into the it, it puts it in the world of mystery. I don't because do you just go to the bench and go get Greg Norman and let him fill the role of CEO? Oh. <laughs> wow, that's what I'm saying. Wow. It's, I know. I like how I know you're thinking. Tyler, I know Tyler Dennis. Tyler Dennis went to Stanford. I've spent a lot of time with Tyler Dennis. He's brilliant. But any, nobody's talked about Tyler being the next chairman or the next dummy, commissioner. Any any chance Tiger packs it in and he becomes that guy? Maybe. Uh, uh, packs it in is not well, part yeah, of the say that. But, but as far as the, the playing that he, in the role that he would play at golf and says, no, I, I'm going to take on this role. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think he he's after more majors and uh, okay. and more wins. He's got a record. He's one win away from owning a record all by himself. Uh, and he's the commissioner anyway. You know, he's exactly. that anyway. But let's you, let's but not you, kid ourselves. But do you think right. he might be at a point in his life finally where the health situations have gotten to the point where I can't I can't 
do this anymore? Well, I mean, let's let's also be honest, right? I mean, he had he held a players only meeting. Why right. did he? It wasn't like Jay Monahan held that, that players that's, only meeting. That's why there, I throw that to Brian's out there. Point, I, well, we know what we well we don't know the details, but we can speculate that he got on the phone and said, "You know what, Jay? You sit there in the office. I'm going to get the players, and we're going to have this conversation. You don't need to worry." Which is exactly well, the same thing that probably Jimmy Dunn did. And we have not heard anything from Tiger since this whole thing went down earlier. So yeah, the, he raises. There's, there's yeah. nothing to say. There's nothing to say. We got to wait. But there's don't you think somebody would ask say. him what he feels? Well, you can't get. Go ahead, ask him. <laughs> but you know what <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. He, but Tiger can speak for himself anytime he wants. He's got right. no shortage of microphones that will amplify whatever point he wants to make. He is That's, his silence is by choice. That's one hundred for sure. Yeah, and he do, he does not want the job of commissioner. Okay. Uh, he doesn't. He just doesn't want it. All right, we're gonna take a break. We'll, uh, we're gonna run out of time. We can talk about this when we come back. We will talk about the U.S. Open. It's Father's Day. It is The Golf Show on The Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. The Golf Show, presented by PXG and Cliggy's Cards. On U.S. Open Sunday and Father's Day, it is The Golf Show, 680 The Fan, 93.7 FM. Chris Mascaro, J.R. Ross, I'm Brian Katrick. Uh, we are brought to you by Cliggy's Cards and PXG. Chris sent me a text. Uh, Chris, we were talking. Hey, we're, we're sponsored by PXG now. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I, I hadn't heard about that early either. Uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> yes. I've been dying to use, try, try out the new PXG golf ball. Hopefully, maybe we can get a couple of those. We do need to get the PXG golf ball. We need to check that out. Yes. I haven't hit it either. I've I been told not. good things. Yeah? yeah. No, JR. I've heard good yeah. things. I've not hit it either. Yeah. No. I'm yeah. playing the best ball there is. I don't need another ball. I've got, I'm playing the Bridgestone Tour BX. Ah. That's it. It's the best ball there is. Ah. Period. Ah. JR's not buying but I'm it. Sure, I, I, I'm sure the PX is, PXG <laughs> is a nice ball. It's a nice piece. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward I, to finding out. What a Sunday showdown we have here. All right. Uh, Wyndham Clark and Ricky Fowler are your last group. They're at 10 under par. The group right in front of them, Rory at 9 under, Scotty Scheffler at 7 under. Right in front of them, Harris English and Dustin Johnson. Uh, maybe a little too far back. Harris is four back. Dustin's five back. But you never know. Uh, there is there is a double bogey. Well, there's at least a bogey out on every hole. There's maybe not a double on every hole. But there is a bogey on every hole out here. Uh, Chris, what are you expecting here on Sunday? Yeah, well, I mean, the thing that I want to see is how Wyndham Clark and how Ricky, who hasn't been in this position in a while, and we know he's he's won the slam for finishing second. I, I want, neither guy has been in this position. And Ricky hasn't been in it in a while, I should say. So I'm interested to see how they hold up, and we know Rory has struggled in final rounds. So the top three guys have had their issues or haven't proved that they can deal with this kind of pressure. And Scotty is a guy that can make a charge. You talk about Bogey being out there. I mean, one hole is the difference between Dustin Johnson being a stroke out of the lead and being five under. So there's there's a lot of trouble that can come out there. So what I'm expecting to see is I'm expecting Scotty to to move up the leaderboard, and then I'm I'm interested to see if the top three guys can keep themselves from moving down it. Yeah, Dustin made a quad on the second hole yesterday or the day before. The yeah. problem was if you'd have played for the five, you weren't going to make the eight. The whole time he was trying to make a four, and he made an eight. 
right. if you'd have just taken your medicine, I mean, that's what U.S. Opens are all about. But sure. he made it. He made a quad, sure. and Down he's there into the Barranca. Yeah, made five shots, <laughs> five <laughs> shots back. He did hit it down there in the Barranca, and he tried to hit it out of the Barranca. That's the same Barranca that Wyndham Clark was in at seventeen. Seventeen and two are right next to each other. Uh, all right, Jr. What do you think? Uh, I agree a lot with what Chris just said. Um, I think it's a favorable pairing for Ricky, uh, playing with Wyndham Clark, uh, other than playing with Rory or Scotty. Uh, so I think that could help him. I'd like to see Ricky win. I, I think the winner's going to come in the twosome of Ricky and, and or Scotty and uh, Rory. But I, I, I'm going with I'm going with Scheffler, um, and I'm interested to see how DJ starts off because if he starts off very well. I think he. I think he's got. I think he's got a number in him today. But in my opinion, he's shown if he doesn't start off well, he can become disinterested. And I. So I'd like to see how he starts. But I. I. I think Scotty's going to win. That's my pick. The thing that I liked yesterday, as as the tournament finished up, and and when Wyndham Clark hit that second shot on eighteen, and and the and the twirl, and the iron right. twirl. To me, that was a guy that's got a lot of confidence in himself. Oh, I mean, he just won, right? He's confident. A, a month ago. so. But it's uh, also a U.S. Open. That's exactly. a different kind of confidence. And that's what I'm saying. You know, It's different when it's the final round of a major than it is Correct. playing a regular tour event. But I love that that, that iron oh, tour. He's he, and a kid I, and that I, believes I, in himself. Know, and I'd like to see Harris English make a little run, too. Yeah, local you know, boy, out, right? out of Georgia. I mean, and I, he's got a lot of game. So I, I think it sets up to be a very, very great which will be evening of golf for us here <laughs> on the East Coast. Uh, Late BK. night. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, so what do you think? I mean, you're the, you're the man on the scene. What what are your what's your take? They're going an hour earlier. That's the first thing that you need to know, right? Uh, so it will be still late, but uh, two forty Pacific time is versus three forty for the start for the final group. So they're going to try to finish uh, around ten p.m. instead of eleven Eastern time. I tell you, Wyndham Clark got a lot of confidence from that win. We don't know what that's worth. I remember David Duvall knocking on the door, knocking on the door, and when he finally won, he won four times. Right. In, like, his next five starts. Yes, he did. Uh, I don't know about Rory. Chris, you mentioned pressure. He's got four of these things. He's got... He's got been a while. I just don't think he's, he's playing. It's been a while. Him. I don't think his game is at his top. I don't think the pressure will get to him. I just don't think he's yeah. hitting the shots. Just don't know if he's going to putt well enough. Wyndham Clark right. and Ricky Fowler can putt. Can't wait to find out. It's going to be awesome. Thanks to everybody. Well done, kids. Happy Father's Day from the fans. 680 and 93.7 FM. I'm anti-turtle. A lifetime of hard work. Children laughing in the kitchen. Family photos on a restaurant wall. A legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation. Like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.